0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott.
0: It's Monday the 27th of January coming up. Governments urge not to use Huawei for 5G network.
1: Effectively we'll have taken back control from Brussels at the risk of only handing it over to Beijing and that would not be an improvement.
0: Hundreds of trees cut down to stop flooding.
2: If the dam was to fail, it would cascade down into Maidstone at quite a rate and there is genuine risk to life and to property.
0: And Gillingham Boss reacts
3: to draw against Rochdale. We scored two goals from routines that swapped on the training ground. And we miss on
0: Kent Online News: A Kent MP is urging the government to consider using other suppliers for its 5G network instead of getting Huawei involved. Ministers are expected to make a final decision tomorrow on whether to approve the tech giant's equipment. America fears there are security risks because of the firm's links to the Chinese government. Tunbridge and Malling rep Tom Tugendhat was chair of the Commons Foreign Affairs Committee in the last Parliament. He's been speaking to Sky News.
1: This is an important question and it's a difficult one because there are implications for UK business on this. Uh, Delays to 5G will cost us uh, and there's no doubt about it. There is, however, a pretty clear way of looking at this amongst others. Can you imagine a British company having the same access to China's telecoms? Huawei is first of all connected uh, much more intimately to the Chinese state than any of these other companies connected to their respective Uh, In fact, most of them are not connected at all. Uh, And the second reason is the Chinese state doesn't operate the same principles of uh, rule of law or indeed civil rights that the other countries do. Another reason, of course, is that Huawei has already been linked uh, to various espionage uh, accusations in places like Uganda and Tanzania. And some other countries have been reputed to have uh, installed Huawei kit that has since been sending packets of information back to uh, Shanghai. It's not really surprising to say that China has been uh, looking to collect uh, intelligence on uh, market-sensitive equipment and to develop a very advanced form of corporate espionage over the last 10, 15 years. We know that, that's not really a secret. Uh, And they've been pretty successful at it, frankly. If you look at uh, many of their latest generation fighters, for example, they look remarkably like uh, planes that were developed in the United States. But if you look at uh, the way that Huawei is seeking market dominance, no, that's not unusual, other companies do that but the difference is Huawei is not interoperable whereas Ericsson or Nokia or indeed Cisco, Samsung, Fujitsu or many others actually allow a sort of plug-and-play model if you like where they can work with other systems. Huawei does not and it's pretty striking that even a communist country like Vietnam that has been traditionally close to China has decided that the risk from Huawei is too great and they are going to be running their own system. We're already running Nokia 5G and Ericsson 5G, Cisco 5G is operating throughout the United States in various cities Uh, Fujitsu runs in Japan, Samsung runs in South Korea, New Zealand has just gone for a full Nokia system, so there are alternatives. The question is, how much dependence do you want on uh, which companies and how? Well it's quite clear that Huawei is a cheaper provider, I mean you could think that that's an act of charity from the Communist Party of China, well it's been called tech dumping because it's effectively selling at cheaper than market rates, and uh, this has happened in industries across the world for many many years, very often with commodities like steel, Um, and What it's usually done to do is to achieve market dominance so that prices can be hiked later, or in this case, perhaps, uh, the accusation is that it's being done in order to uh, get control of information networks. Because if we don't control our own information architecture, if we're not certain uh, that we know where, where all the code is leading, as it were, then we risk losing control of our own data, and data is just as much a sovereign capability as anything else these days. I'm gonna keep making the case uh, because I think it's an important case to make. And this is one of those cases where if we get it wrong, uh, we will pay for it for many, many years and effectively will have taken back control from Brussels Uh, At the risk of only handing it over to Beijing, and that would not be an improvement. Kent Online reports.
0: A man in his 60s has died after being hit by a car while walking his dog near Sevenoaks. It happened on the A225 High Street in Ainsford on Saturday evening. A 63 year old man's been arrested on suspicion of drink driving and causing death by dangerous driving. A man with epilepsy has been banned from a shop in Ashford after injuring three women during a seizure. It happened while 21-year-old Barry Fleming was queuing to pay at B&M in the town centre. One woman needed stitches in her face after being knocked to the ground and bitten. Police are looking at whether any criminal offences were committed. There could soon be a crackdown on lorries using rural roads through villages in Kent. People in charge of highways in the county are looking at trialling the idea in the south of Maidstone, where HGVs would be restricted and drivers who break the rules would be fined. Residents in Leeds Village have already taken on the matter themselves and regularly do a lorry watch and record the registration details of large vehicles trying to navigate the narrow roads. Malcolm Gallihawk is part of it.
4: The B2163, which we're on at the moment, isn't for lorries. It's just not big enough to take lorries. We go over the white line, um, left-hand drive, um, goes across the pavement very, very uh, dangerously. Um, It affects pedestrians. It's frustration that's driving. We're all community-minded and um, we all talk about it. And we feel this is the only way of um, bringing it to notice. The access is very poor, as you might know, on this road. And the other route is to come on the major route through Willington Street, Junction 9, um, and then comes through Langley. But equally, Langley doesn't want Lorry's going through that section. There isn't a great deal of alternative.
0: You can watch a video report on this at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. A border of force officer's been arrested in Folkestone as part of an investigation into the alleged supply of ecstasy tablets. The 40 year old was questioned over the weekend by officers from the National Crime Agency's anti corruption unit on suspicion of supplying Class A drugs and misconduct in a public office. He's been released on bail. Firefighters have had to cut a person free from a van following a crash on the M20. Two vehicles collided between Aylesford and Maidstone just before seven this morning and the person was looked after by paramedics. The crash added to other problems on Kent's roads, including emergency repairs which caused huge delays on the M2 at Junction 5 for the A249 and Sittingbourne. Hundreds of trees are being cut down at a park in Kent as part of major work to prevent devastating flooding. Experts say it could be really dangerous if the dam at Moat Park in Maidstone were to suffer a serious breach. More than £1.5 million is being spent on reinforcing the structure. Alan Frith is the park manager.
2: The trees that are there are all self-seed trees. None of these trees are planted. They're all trees that have self-seeded and grown on the dam. um, And structurally that doesn't make the dam any stronger um, and the dam actually you know regardless of whether the trees on it or not it is not a sound structure um, if the dam was to fail uh, it's you know we've been we've been informed that it would it would cascade down into Maidstone at quite a rate and that there is genuine risk to life and to property so we've we've not really actually got any option we have got to undertake this work it is it's sort of serious stuff I mean, we only have to look at issues um, and, and other reservoirs where, you know, these flooding events have occurred, like Whaley Bridge, um, and you, you, you can sort of, there, you can see just how, how dangerous that was and how much of a risk that was that this, you know, this could happen. And there, you know, although unlikely, there is a genuine possibility that this lake could overtop. And if it did overtop, then we'd be in that similar position. So yeah, it is, it is very important. We are removing uh, a number of trees but it is worth bearing in mind, they are all self-seeded trees, these are not planted trees, they're, um, they're it's generally uh, scrub. Um, but every tree that's, that is taken out, uh, regardless of whether it's a large tree or a tree that's sort of three foot tall, will be replaced. So for every tree that's removed there is a replacement tree and all the replacement trees will be planted as specimen trees that will be standing 12 feet tall when they actually go into the ground all wood on this site remains on this site so we never lose any of the wood so all of the trees that come down are being kept on site the small branches will be chipped up which you can sort of hear in the background at the moment and they will go onto footpaths and and onto beds etc the really large pieces we will be carving into benches and the, the, the medium sized bits of wood will all be put into habitat. Uh, for wildlife.
0: We've got a video report on this story on our website.
2: Kent Online
1: reports.
0: A burglar who stole thousands of pounds worth of power tools from a building site in Dover has been jailed for almost two and a half years. 46-year-old Adam Walford from Rokesley Road was caught when blood found on an unused rubble sack turned out to be his. Events are taking place in Kent on Holocaust Memorial Day. This year marks the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Auschwitz concentration camp at the end of the Second World War. At Canterbury Cathedral, six formers from Simon Langton School have been talking about the work they've done to research what happened. A remembrance service has also been taking place. Now, self-defence coach from Maidstone says she's seen an increase in the number of women wanting to come along to classes because they're worried about knife crime. Last week, stats revealed an almost 150% increase in offences in the county over the past decade. Heather Jordan's been telling us more about her sessions.
5: I had only planned to do one free 10-week course and wasn't thinking... I mean, the first course I had 30 people and that sold out in about four hours um and all I hear from women is they wanted somewhere that was designed for women that wasn't a class every single week and regular but that it was just a short course um women definitely feel um more vulnerable I think they read up from what The feedback I get from women particularly is they read a lot. There seems to be more sexual um, assaults going on um, around Kent. Um, Obviously, knife crime is quite, well, very prevalent at the moment. Um, And I think particularly they want their children to learn as well. Um, And... A lot of them will say things like there is a big debate about whether whether women should be out late at night on their own. Um, So we like that seems to come up in every course that I run. Um, And I think on the whole, yeah, there is a huge demand for it. I'm now on my fourth course um, and they don't have a problem filling up. I barely advertise. It's been word of mouth. Um, I mean, ITV did a piece on it, and I think that helped boost awareness as well. Um, But, yeah, so I think women do want to know how to protect themselves, and I think they they want the confidence to do it as well and, and to be allowed to be aggressive, I think, actually, and learn stuff that they probably wouldn't know that they could do before, but every woman has the potential to do it. It's just letting it out basically a lot of the women I've taught don't know how hard they can kick they aren't even aware because they've never done it before and we do a whole lesson on letting go let go and just just you can be aggressive it's okay um and they come in very timid at the start very shy they sort of tap the pads and then by the, by about, well, no, halfway through the course, about the fifth week, they, the power they display and all of them sort of go, I never knew I could do this. I never knew I had the capability to do it. And sort of their confidence rises and they start feeling, I, I guess, I'm not a massive fan of this word,
0: but empowered. I think they do feel Empowered by it, we've tweeted a link to our chat with Heather via at kmfm news Kent Online News. There's an early warning to Kent parents planning day trips to London during half term. Engineering work could disrupt journeys. Network Rail will be closing the Bexley Heath line from the 15th to the 23rd of February to carry out work to prevent landslips. It's part of a one and a quarter billion pound investment to improve services for passengers. If you're learning to drive at the moment, we're able to reveal the best and worst places in Kent to take your test. According to the most recent pass rate, Sevenoaks comes out on top, with more than half of all learners getting through, followed by Tunbridge Wells. Bottom of the pile was Folkestone, with a pass rate of just below 41%. A breakdown of the data for where you live is at kentonline.co.uk. A baby gorilla has been born at a Kent wild animal park. The western lowland arrived at Portland Reserve earlier this month. The baby is the 147th to be born at parks in Kent run by the Aspinall Foundation, who are the most successful breeders of the critically endangered species in the world. And Tom Jones is going to be performing in Kent this summer. The voice coach will be at the Hob Farm in Paddock Wood in July. Tickets go on sale on Friday.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: Football and Gillingham have managed to continue their unbeaten run in League One. They drew two all at Rochdale over the weekend to make it nine games without a defeat. John Akinde made his debut after signing from Lincoln City. Boss Steve Evans is be giving us his thoughts on Saturday's match.
3: Well, I don't think we've been at our best today. But we still dominated the first half for long, long spells. Um, we get ourselves in, in front, good finish. Sorry, we, we go behind to apparently, I'm not sure there's contact. I'm not sure it's in the box. So I need to look at both. Um, but you have to deal with that. It's, it's poor defensively from, from our right side. Um, but we get back in the game, great delivery, great header from Jordan. And then we, we turn around, we perhaps should turn in front. Second half, we come out. They've stepped it up a little bit. We're not quite there. And then we had a little spare them. We get the goal, long throw in, Big John gets up, he flicks it on him, Jordan arrives like he does and scores a good goal. And then and defence, they were really poor again on the right side. We don't win the header. We don't match the runner. And, uh, and then I think, in fairness, the game's gone a bit end-to-end thereafter. And then we miss an absolute sitter to win. You, if you're off-striker at League One level, you need to put in the net We Five minutes to go. Oh, I think it's two points dropped. I think we give a suicidal penalty away, if it is a penalty, and I'll reserve judgement on that. We give a poor second goal away. We score two goals from routines that swapped on the training ground, and we miss a set of two on the game. I think second half, they staffed a little bit better than us, but we ground away into the game. We had a lot of flurry of activity around their box, a few set plays, we got the break crew, a great finish with Jordan. And I think one control for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We got them on the back foot. We scored a third one, it's over. But they make the changes changes has made five seconds and we don't want a header against Abraham and and he's going to win headers. we don't track the runner again that's come from our right side we don't track the runner the boy scores and then I think as I said the game's got end to end but then we listen you make a chance at League one level with five minutes to go away from home and you're fighting for a cause I don't care what anyone says you have to score that's your bread and butter and it it wasn't a surprise we didn't score so there we go
0: the Jills are currently 14th in the table. Elsewhere it was a better weekend for Dartford, who've kept themselves within touching distance of the playoffs in the National League South. They beat Dulwich Hamlet 1-0 on Saturday thanks to a first half goal from Darren McQueen. Matt spoke to Dartford manager Steve King after the game.
3: Your thoughts on that one? You deserve that three points, didn't
6: you? Yeah, because yeah. First half performance was the one we should have gone in for a 4-1 up in my opinion. They've had one good chance where AJ's made it at the back post. Other than that, um, um, the chances we've had, the keeper's called off, pulled off one of the best saves I've seen down here since I've been here, uh, and then Heidi's had another chance, and uh, uh, but um, Jacobs had another chance where they both got in the way of each other on the six-yard box. So we should have been more comfortable, to like two, three, four-nil, four-one to the good at half time. Second half though the manager's always going to have a go at them. They're always going to come out. The, the game's going to change a little bit. And then, obviously, they throw caution to the wind and gamble a lot. And we sort of just see the game out, really, without too much... little few hairs and scares. But, yeah, could have had, Elliot could have added to it again. Mm-hmm. If he looks up and squares that, Darren McQueen's got a tap in at the back post. He's just standing there. But, you know, a goal, a goal scorer in, in goal scoring form is just going to see the goal and want to hit the target. So, um, Like I said, their keeper's had to... It. Two fantastic saves. Uh, I'm not sure AJ's had loads to do but he's he's come and caught stuff, been demanding, it's done alright. Sicknal, did you think you, you sat too deep? Did you invite a bit of pressure or, or, or <coughs> been too harsh on him? No, um, I think they're a bit tired. I must admit they're tired, they've put a lot into these games. You know, when you're chasing to try and catch everybody else, it zaps more out of you. Um, I, we, we have done that the last couple of games, sat a little bit deep instead of taking the, the games to the front foot and that's, that's all right to do that, but you, if you get two or three of up from the first half, then you have let people come and they can plan the counter-attack. Um, so, yeah, a little bit disappointed from that, a little bit of thing, but, listen, I can't ask for no more. They've given everything to me since I've come through the door. I think that's, what's that, eight, nine wins? 14 games, 15 games, I don't yeah. know. There's something, I don't know but, so, I'm not going to... If I take you back to when you first came in, you said we were win draw
4: loss win draw loss.
6: Have you moved on now? Are you better than that now? Oh yeah, we are better than that, and and we've got we've got we found a system that I wasn't going to play when I first come through the door. You know I like wingers, but we found a system that works, and it's been working and working and working, and it's it's not like we're pinching games one 0 We're making good chances in games to go on beyond that. Um, we just haven't taken them today, but yeah, we've we 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 we're, we're well in transition what we're doing
0: and in cricket new zealand international matt henry is going to be returning to kent for the first seven matches of the county championship the 28 year old first played for the club in 2018 taking 75 wickets in just 11 games that's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to kentonline.co.uk
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast